Hello and welcome to the Healthy Dose podcast, where we explore the health and wellness industry with leaders on the forefront of innovation. I'm your host, Dalton Main, and with me today is Nick Lowe. Nick is a physical therapist by education with an entrepreneurial drive. He's successfully grown his physio brick and mortar business, Myo Detox, to more than 13 locations. He operates a popular running store in Vancouver, Canada, and is now curating a passionate, inclusive running community around NFT technology called Raya or run as you are. I really enjoyed this conversation. It, it, it really took me into the mindset of, of how you can bring this health and fitness industry into this blockchain technology and, and really get people excited about exercise, which is important. So hope you enjoy the conversation like I did. And without further ado, here's Nick Lowe. Nick Lowe, thanks for being here, brother. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So we've had a couple conversations off offline, and we we're both both physios. Uh, you know, the thing that I, I go back to after our conversations is like you you have thirteen brick and mortar PT businesses that you're that you're kind of overseeing. You have a running store in Vancouver. You're now creating this community around running uh, mm-hmm. called Raya. Mm-hmm. And you know, an NFT based community. So, uh, the big question just right off the bat is like, why why running? I mean, uh, what what got you into running, and and why are you so passionate about that? Yeah, I mean, running running to me is uh, I think after I kind of got out of basketball. So I grew up playing basketball. That was like my primary sport. It's actually the reason why I got into NFTs as well. Just uh, NBA Top Shots being like the 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 trigger for that. Um, basketball cards and all that stuff. So I grew up playing basketball. I love basketball. The basketball requires, you know, people. It requires friends. It requires uh, a whole bunch of people to play a game. And, you know, after, I guess, university, especially after physio school, um, it was just hard to find people to even play with. So I, in order to kind of stay fit and and whatnot, I started running. Uh, You know, I hated running actually growing up. like always just a sports guy growing up. Um, but I started running and started realizing that it was, it was actually really good for my mental health. It was, uh, more for my mental health than, than, than my physical health. Um, so, uh, you know, on a personal level, I, I feel like it, it's really helped me reset. Like every single day uh, I go for a run, whether that's, you know, it could be like as short as one kilometer, but as long as maybe 10, 15, 20, whatever that may be. Um, but I always try to just go outside and, and have a moment for, for, for myself. And uh, these days with all the technology and, and phones and social media and um, really everything, it's really hard to find time, you know, to, to, to be alone and, and by yourself just with your own thoughts. So running just was my outlet. So I love it. Uh, I, uh, it's kind of like coffee for me at this point. <laughs> Yeah. So it's funny what I heard you say in there was, uh, so you don't, you don't need friends to run, you know, (laughs) you said basketball (laughs) takes friends, running does not take friends. So get out and run. But no, it's, (laughs) it's so funny because I, so I, I do like to run, but it's definitely not my favorite activity. And I've been around a lot of runners, like obviously being, being a physio, but also just having some friends and they're, they're a weird bunch. Like people who are like, especially the ones that are like, you know, running the, the, 
20k 30k 40k like those those giant runners just it's a special breed of people right but there's something that i always that you always realize like the runners stay together it's like it's such a strong community in and of itself like Mm -hmm. what do you what do you think that is i think it's the just the the struggle like understanding that like it's it's a very it's it's like tennis i guess where it's like a, a you're it's a one of one like you it if you lose it's because of you right or if you like it's a it's a very internal battle i feel like whenever you're whenever you're a runner yeah exactly i i think a lot of running is is mindfulness and and kind of getting into a deeper deeper part of um um you know your brain and um you know again what what i mean by that is a lot of times especially for the long distance runners uh it, it is a very you know a lonely kind of a sport, right? You're, you're kind of out there by yourself for sometimes hours and hours and hours, especially some of these, some of these guys that go like 50 miles, a hundred miles. And I, I've never done any of those by the way, but, um, I mean, you're, you're just out there by yourself. So the, the, the mental state that you, you kind of have to be in and, and being able to kind of dig, dig pretty deep in terms of not, not feeling the pain and not, not feeling the, you know, sure. Like all the physical things that are happening to you at that point. Um, and that's a very special breed to your point. And so when you, when you meet somebody else, who's kind of gone through that, um, you instantly just kind of bond and click and, and, and talk about, uh, those things, but the sport itself, I'd say it's very like introverted and, and primarily alone. That's why these like social run clubs, it's kind of nice to be able to run with people and, and not like, you know, have a watch or, or your phone with you um, to talk, talk about some of those things that, that uh, a lot of us go through. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that, like you said, the, the social running clubs, I know a lot of people who are in like the 5 a.m. run club and all yeah. these things where they just, they get up and, and suffer together. But it is, I, I like what, I like what you said about the, the mental health side, because I definitely, like, no matter how much I dislike long distance running, I feel like my cutoff is like six miles and I'm done. Like I just, after that, I just, I get bored, but I understand, I understand the people who, who enjoy it. It just wasn't ever my, my sport uh, of choice, Mm -hmm. but, um, you do, there's something about just having your, your feet hit the ground left, right, left, right. You just kind of get into that, that rhythm and you start to just kind of Zen out a little bit. Like this is something that like, I think about sometimes like, is, can you think of any, and you're, you know, if you feel comfortable sharing, like, is there any, are there any dark moments that you can think of that like running got you out of? I, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I've been an entrepreneur for, for many, many years and, um, being an entrepreneur, you, I think you, you go through highs and lows, like constantly. I, I always say as an entrepreneur, you're always, you're either like super excited, like, because you, you got some great news and you feel like you're going to change the world or the opposite, which is, um, you know, something bad happens and you feel like you're going to, you're going to, you know, go bankrupt and you won't be able to put food on the table. Like all it, it's kind of one or the other, you know, every morning you wake up, it's, it's, you're, you're constantly on a high or a low and you're, you're not often kind of in, in that middle zone where, where I think a lot of people that have uh, more stable, stable um, uh, jobs, uh, feel right where um, you don't have to kind of go through those swings quite as much. So I think running got me into those kind of mid- middle zones where I, I, I don't have to, you know, be on the kind of on edge all the time, I guess. Like I would say even basketball, growing up playing basketball, 
you're you're kind of on you're kind of on a weird high or low as well. You either have a great game, or you know, you're, where every every shot's going in, or you're 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 breaking every single shot, right? So, and and it'll kill your day. It'll ruin your day. Like I've I've had days where I'm like 0 for 20, and I'm like I can't even go to work. So all I do is think back to all my shots. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But run, running is not really like that. Running is like the Zen state where it's like that moment where you're, you're really not, you're trying to actually control your heart rate and just keep it at this like low zone. So uh, yeah. I would say, I would say that. Well, no, what you said, it's interesting too, because you basically said that like it can go both ways. So if, if you're at a real low point, it can kind of help bring you back up a little bit in the same way on the other side, where if it's, if you're maybe a little too hyped where you're like a little too excited about an announcement or a little too excited about a deal that was made, you can kind of go, go take a jog and it just brings you back down to earth, levels you out a little bit. Maybe you go a little bit further, but just kind of brings you back down to, to keep you level. Right. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we're both, we're both deep into the, the NFT crypto web three space. And with that comes, technology advancement. And I'm curious, not being in the directly in the running space, is there anything new and exciting in the tech space when it comes to running that, that gets you excited? In the running, uh, specifically in the running, specifically in the running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just specifically in running that you can think of that, you know, it could be, could be a wearable. It could be some sort of other tech that I'm not, maybe not aware of, but I'm just curious. I mean, not, not really. I think a lot of the technology, technology in the product I think is really cool. So a lot of the, you know, shoes and, and apparel product that um, has a lot of technological advancements, I think are, are pretty cool. It's like every year they seem to be able to, you know, shave off time off, off marathon runners just through technology, which I always find fascinating. Again, we're, we're both physios. So, you know, I feel like there's, there's always going to be like a limit in terms of like human potential, um, can you give, can then, you give an example, sorry, to cut you off. Can you give an example of what something like that might be? Like at least the last thing you can remember of like something that was able to shave off some time just because of like some the equipment that they're, they're wearing. Yeah, for sure. I think the most uh, popular example is the Nike Vaporfly. Uh, it started out as called the 4%. Um, and the, the name itself called 4% is because it was, it, kind of market it was marketed as it can make you 4% faster. Uh, and I guess they did a bunch of studies around using the shoe, um, with, with proper, proper ways to like, um, test it. And, uh, on average it made everyone 4% faster. Again, there's probably a lot of biases there, but it was a great marketing campaign for Nike. Um, and it was the idea of having a carbon plate put into the shoe that, theoretically helps propel you forward. So the amount of energy that you had to use per stride uh, was was less. Um, <clears throat> so now it's like everybody uses carbon plates in their brands and everybody's just trying to up everybody else. Yeah, sure. Well, that, like, I mean, 4% is huge, especially for the elite runners. I mean, that is a massive, if it's, you know, if it's true, and even if it's only 2% for the, some of the people, the top, top, that's that's a big time, big time improvement. Yeah, and I, I think it's hard to dispute it because the, the year they launched that shoe, and, and don't quote me on this, I'm probably getting that wrong, but I think out of the six, the top six marathons in the world, um, the top three uh, uh, winners of each of those marathons, I think like 
80% or 70% of them were wearing those exact shoes, right? Wow. So wow. It, again, it's not necessarily the shoes, but it was never like that in the past years. Like other brands would have top guys sure. or whatever. And this, this is women, uh, men and women's, by the way. So really, well, it, it makes me wonder too, like what, as that continues to progress. And like you said, then as soon as one shoe does it, every shoe is going to do it. And then it's just, it turns almost into a performance enhancing item. Right. So then I well, wonder when the, when the regulators step in and say, Hey, that's enough, or we need to back off a little bit on this. To- totally. And I, I think that was what happened when, uh, so Nike released a shoe called the, uh, Nike alpha fly, uh, the alpha flies, uh, because the stack height, apparently the stack height was just a little bit too high. Um, the, the amount of cushioning on the outsole, uh, just enough to, for them to ban it from, I think it was the Olympics, but they ended up disputing it and it, it, it ended up being okay. Uh, but it was the shoe that I think uh, the fastest marathoner in the world right now, uh, his name's Elliot Kipchoge. Uh, he wore that shoe uh, for an unsanctioned race that he broke the full marathon in under two hours. Jeez. That's, yep. that is nuts. <laughs> wow. It's totally crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Raya run yes. as you run as you are. Yep. It's a, it's a wonderful name. I love the art behind it. Everybody should get on and, and look it up. It's, it's run as you are.io. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. That's so correct. Yeah, can you give us a, a just an explanation on what Raya is going to be and, and what it is already? Sure. Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll give you a bit of history and like how it started. It started about a year ago, um, just over a year ago. So I, you mentioned it earlier, but I own a running store. So an independent retailer here in Vancouver, BC, uh, the name of the store is Vancouver running company, um, obviously. And, uh, the, what we were trying to do was actually just a membership offering in our store. That was just a year ago, nothing to do with NFTs. But we were talking about creating a membership offering. It was quite popular pre-COVID, uh, where we gave kind of discount and also access to some cool events for members. So we're rethinking how the membership offering would look. And me and my two partners at the store were like, hey, let's try to incorporate some artwork into this uh, membership. And let's try to make the artwork as kind of diverse and inclusive as possible, you know, colorful, a lot of characters, all that kind of stuff. So I got my friend, his name's Marlon Soriano here in Vancouver, a very talented artist um, to do the artwork for me. And when the artwork came back, a bunch of different characters, bunch of different colors. And when the artwork, the first draft came out, I was obsessed with NFTs at that time. Just personal, nothing to do with the business or anything like that. And the artwork just reminded me of like NFT characters and and avatars and things like that. So I was like, wait a sec, why don't we explore using the technology, so blockchain, to um, be kind of the infrastructure of the membership? The membership itself could be the same, but why don't we actually make this an NFT instead? So we started going down that path and, and uh, exploring just how NFTs kind of work with memberships. And then we started to realize that, well, you can't really like have localized uh, memberships with NFTs. I mean, you can, but 
really NFTs is about being beyond borders and, you know, not being restricted to specific like cities, but, but also countries, you know, it's supposed to be a pretty global project. Everything should be decentralized. People from around the world should be able to purchase this thing. So, so then we're like, okay, um, the idea makes sense. The artwork's great. Why don't we try to use the technology in a way that can help connect uh, retailers similar to Vancouver Running Company, but in major cities in the world? So we have a lot of friends in the city, uh, sorry, in the world that also have independent retail shops uh, that are similar to us. So they represent their cities. You know, they're local. They do cool activations within their cities. They also work with big brands. And uh, but they also, you know, have trouble uh, I guess, growing uh, their community, especially on a global level, because they're local. So maybe we can use the technology to actually create a network of memberships where if you own one of our NFTs, then you can kind of have access or membership perks to all of these retailers around the world um, so that now you're basically connecting people from Vancouver to New York City to Chicago to Boston to Paris to you know, all these kind of things uh, where they'll have local perks, but they're with, they're going to be put on our platform, um, a technology enabled platform where they can actually connect with each other. Right. So that's kind of the, the, where we're going with Raya um, at first connecting all the retailers, giving people really a physical in real life value. So the value of the NFT won't be much more than what you would pay for a membership at a store because you're probably going to get a discount. You're probably going to get some cool product and you're probably going to get access to cool events locally. But beyond that, you know, when we sell our NFTs, what are we going to do with the funds? The funds are going to be used to build a, a tech platform that basically can connect all these runners uh, engage with them, create a social platform, create a marketplace where they can trade, talk, form subgroups, all that kind of stuff. And, and basically just, you know, give them everything they want as, as, as runners. So <clears throat> all of that. And then uh, the other side of this is we knew that if we can connect with brands, like actually run brands and, and big run brands, um, they would be able to um, give us, the opportunity to uh, use their brand on in our within our artwork, number one. So uh, we've been able to partner with. Um, so there's only three that is announced. We have five. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say what the other two are on this on this podcast. But right now we have Adidas uh, on running and Satisfy Running as the three announced partners. So basically, what's going to happen is within the artwork themselves, each of the Raya runners will be wearing a pair of shoes that's officially licensed by these brands. So there'll be a pair of Adidas, you know, Adios Pro, Adidas Boston, um, Adidas Ultra Boost, you know, bunch of different runners or on cloud monsters, on cloud booms or whatever that may be, a uh, bunch of different colors, all that kind of stuff. So we're gonna create a, a collectability around our collection so that, um, <clears throat> When you mint your NFT, you, you don't know what character you get. You also don't know what shoes you get, right? And if you end up, you know, getting a pair of Adidas shoes or a pair of On shoes, 
um, satisfies an apparel brand. So that's kind of thrown into some of the rares. Um, you'll get kind of special perks with those brands. And when we say special perks, we want to be pretty specific. Like what we're really trying to build is less product base. Like we're not trying to give, give away more shoes and apparel and stuff like that. We're trying to create experiences. So we'll, we'll work together with the brands to put together quite unique experiences for our holders. So you can think of like, maybe like an on running retreat that's, you know, happening maybe at all of our run retailers around the world, or maybe a central location that, that people can fly to. Um, we really want to like make this more experiential than, than product driven. Cause I feel like products are, are pretty easy to, to, you know, give and provide uh, experiences are actually harder to think and, and create memorable ones. So we're, we're definitely going more on the experiential side. Yeah. So I was just thinking the, to take a little bit of a, of a detour, you, you mentioned, obviously you've been able to get three, three big brands. I mean, and what is your, what is your conversation like with those to get with those companies to get them interested in this sort of technology? Cause I, I, I've came across one of your, uh, one of your tweets and it said that you were able to put a pitch deck together, promote or trying to pitch, you know, NFTs and technology without actually using the words NFT, blockchain, web three, <laughs> crypto, like what is your, what's your strategy, I guess. And, and what do you, what are the things that you're finding are exciting the, the regular web two companies into coming into the space? Yeah. So, I mean, very challenging, right? We kind of went into this, uh, I think six months ago, we started pitching brands and six months ago, we went into it with, you know, pitch decks that had talking a lot about NFTs and blockchain and, and Web3 and how it's going to decentralize everything and, and change the world. And, you know, I think being in the space longer has made me realize that the, the NFT market is, is actually quite small, right? The community is quite small, right? The meaning every, not everybody, but a lot of people know what NFTs are, but they don't buy it and sell it and trade it frequently or, or have at all. Right. You, you have a very small set of people who are engaging with this technology on a day to day basis. Right. And the brands are not those people. Right. So <clears throat> trying to speak to them in, in a language that, you know, Web3 people understand is, is not going to work. Speaking to them in a language they understand, meaning, you know, at the end of the day, their business, their brand, they're trying to increase, um, you know, build more brand equity. Um, get more eyeballs on their product, um, <clears throat> uh, look for new innovative ways to advertise and market to new communities. These, these are all things that brands love to hear, right? So we completely pivoted our strategy into to thinking, well, we're a run retailer first, right? Think of a running company is a run retailer. And they're always looking at different ways to support us, but it's the truth is it's pretty stale, right? They give us a budget, put an event on for the city in Vancouver. You know, it doesn't really change. Every year we do the same thing. So our pitch to them was, let's do this completely differently. Let's bring in other retailers that you, you that are also partners with you guys. Um, you know, Adidas is partnered with tons of retailers around the world. Obviously, they're a massive brand. <clears throat> so why don't we, you know, activate all the retailers together? Right. And 
create an experience that is memorable in multiple cities in the world happening at the exact same time. So things like that, interesting to them. Number two is the artwork is a way for us, for brands to advertise, advertise to runners effectively. So holders of those NFTs, now they're going to look at the metadata and look at, you know, a pair of shoes, you know, Adidas, Ultra Boost, whatever that may be. Well, what if every year or every season that you release the Ultra Boost, because that's a, a, a model of shoes that they upgrade every single year. <clears throat> what if on the NFT th- that changes every year so that they don't have to buy a new NFT, right? But it's the Ultra Boost uh, 2022 edition this year, right? Next year, the 2023 edition actually just shows up because the metadata changes, the artwork changes, right? That's interesting for, for brands. They're like, wait a sec, that, that's cool. Like, meaning we don't have to go advertise and force, you know, force market uh, through Instagram and Facebook and Google and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we already have an engaged community that loves your brand, loves the activations you do with them. That's why they're holding your NFT. And now one day they're going to wake up, we're going to make an announcement and tell everyone, hey, uh, check your NFTs, right? Check the right NFTs. Everybody's going to check and go, oh man, I got the I got the new Ultra Boost in, in, in so, whatever color. Maybe we can even randomize that. <laughs> Um, and they're going to talk about it. They're going to post about it. They get, you know, like it's an organic way to market, uh, through, uh, fans effectively. Right. So when we kind of went down that path, um, they, you know, brands just love innovation, right? They always want to try new things, but they're not always willing to take the risks themselves, you know, brands like Adidas obviously are because they they're, they they have their own NFT project. Um, um, so they've been exploring already. But certain brands like they they love to support these other things because uh, it's it's a way for them to test the technology, right? So so again, that that and I would say number three is just you know again like you mentioned it. I put together a pitch deck pitch deck that didn't mention that word at all. Um, it was, I was like surprised I could actually do it. But the truth is the, the, those words, uh, all the Web3 kind of native words are, are not important to tell a story. The story is around a runner and providing them value and also a, a new way to engage for brands to engage with them and reward them, right? That has nothing to do with the technology. The technology happens to be the thing that allows you to do that. But if you speak in the language they understand, they're like, yeah, we're, we're sold. Then you then you layer on the fact, hey, you know, it's an NFT. They're like, yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, that's kind of the, that's second secondary to the value, right? It makes a lot of sense. Like you said, you almost get, especially from the bigger brands, I've, I've heard this a lot of like, you get the eye roll whenever you start talking about NFTs and because it's like, why they don't have a reason to dabble. Why not let all of these other little fish in the pond, you know, take the fall and, and we'll step, we'll, you know, take a step back whenever the time is right, they can hop in. And for the most part, they're probably right. I mean, they don't necessarily, they don't have to jump in, but I think, like you said, some of these companies like Adidas who are maybe a little bit more on the innovative side and willing to take a, a risk with that. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder it's obviously it's a little different because Adidas, like you said, they do have their own project. I, mm-hmm. I, I actually don't know too much about this. Does it have to do with the clothing? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wonder, 
you think that's the move like outside of Adidas, but do you think it's the move of like big NFT companies having a little bit of integration with these other smaller communities as opposed to going off and making their own project? I think it's, it's hard to say, right? Uh, I mean, cause I think there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of bigger brands that have come in and the, I don't know, the, the communities are strange because they, they almost, the, the big names that you'd expect to have these massive drops you see, like um, I'm trying to think of a couple of celebrities. Like I know, um, was it was it Chris Brown that dropped one? That yes, I think yes. whenever whenever the last time I had heard about it, it had dropped and it had been open for like 24 hours, and I think like 24 people had minted or something. <clears throat> like these giant names and these giant brands of people that are coming in and just not having the success. <clears throat> and I I just I wonder what that is, and I wonder if the move is more about just kind of like partnering with the smaller brands. <clears throat> or smaller NFT communities as this stuff grows and continues to mature? Yeah, again, uh, I think it's hard to say, but it's you have to really think of it. I wrote a whole article about this recently around brands and and how they should think about entering the space because you, you look at brands and existing brands like an Adidas or, or Chris Brown being an example of somebody who obviously has fans, right? Um, the brands that exist that have a lot of brand equity or they've built a lot of brand equity uh, all that means is they have a community of people that already trust them right that already love the brand whatever that brand is they could be selling product they could be doing services they could they could be doing whatever but they have people that love the brand itself when they start to offer nfts and chris brown being the best example <clears throat> that is so foreign to their communities that the risk is way too high for them to now have a negative impact on their existing community. So they're effectively losing brand equity. Maybe they're selling some NFTs and some, some big brands, like I, I think a good example might be like uh, Murakami, Takashi Murakami, right? Big, big, well-known artist that's followed by many, huge fan base. But can you say that it's all of his fans that purchased his NFT and currently hold his NFT? Probably not, right? They probably heard about Takashi Murakami and they did a lot of research on Murakami after the fact, uh, now that they hold his work. But was it his fans that, that kind of grew with him and, 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 you know, kind of built and propped up his personal brand through the years? Probably not, right? Existing brands should really think about they all have a, a, a subset of extra loyal uh, customers, right? Kind of the top 10% or 20% of the customers that have always spent more, told all their friends about it, you know, just basically has marketed for you uh, organically just because they love you so much, right? Those are, those are your top customers. How brands should do it is, is, is basically just think about using the technology as a way to um, gift them the NFT for free, completely free, right? Because then there's no backlash. You're just, hey, we're going to test something and we're going to set you guys all up with an NFT that's officially uh, from us to you. It's a gift, right? It could be a few hundred, a few thousand, whatever that, however big the company is. And then now you put them all in the Discord, right? And you have a new way to engage and reward your existing fans, the ones that already love you, right? 
So you're saying give those, so you're saying give those free NFTs to that top 10, 20% of the people that are already your biggest fans. How do you find that out? Uh, I mean, if, if, if you're uh, selling product, that's very easy. It's usually just analytics through Shopify or whatever that may be. Right. It depends on how you define your top fans. It could be through sales. It could be through engagement. It could, you know, every company has different KPIs that they want to use, but let's say you can like define that typically what do brands do typically brands would seed them product to thank them right hey here's the newest t-shirt uh thank you for your years of uh whatever right or most of the time it's actually just a code it's a promo code right they'll email them like uh 50 off purchase coupon code or whatever that may be nfts allows them to now engage and reward completely differently, right? They can airdrop them tokens that they can claim if they want. They don't have to claim, right? They can airdrop them tokens that are experiences that are curated for them. And just a completely new way to basically engage with these people. And now you have hundreds or thousands of people that are using the technology on a day-to-day basis, right? Now, six months later, you go launch an NFT project, right? The brand no longer even has to sell it because the top customers are selling it for them because they know the value of using the technology and how much value it's given them. Do you know what I'm saying? So absolutely. But it it makes sense because like you said, it's if they give it away for free and it's, they obviously they market it as an experiment and they want to get in the space. Like you let the people that are the most excited do the work for you. and, And if it works out great, if not, you tried and I think that's the beauty of the free being able to give away free FTs and just test out the technology. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So with, with Raya, mm-hmm. you have, there's obviously a lot of technology in the running space when it comes to wearables, when it comes to tracking data, how are you going to be implementing those into, into Raya? Yeah. So, um, if you anybody's been into our Discord or uh, goes into our Discord, you'll you'll see that we've uh, built a custom bot that integrates with Strava. So Strava has an open API, so you can build integrations with uh, with Strava currently. Uh, all it does is basically when you're on our Discord, you um, onboard and s- set up a Strava account. If you already have a Strava account, then it's even easier. Then basically you just sync your Discord with Strava. And all that means is every time you turn on your Strava, so Strava is a big running, uh, it's not just running, it's actually cycling as well. Um, uh, activity tracking platform. You, you would probably call it a social platform actually for, for athletes. Um, so when you have Strava, you go outside and you do a run, our Discord will capture the distance that you do uh, as well as the elevation that you do and basically convert that into a just a fake... Uh, point system. So we, we call it Riot tokens. It's not like a real cryptocurrency token. It's purely fake and purely for fun. Um, but we set up leaderboards on our Discord so that uh, we're basically gamifying the experience for our community. And you can exchange those tokens for different uh, redemptions that we have. So the redemptions right now can be a mix of products. So shoes and apparel and things that obviously some of our brand partners have been kind enough to to uh, gift us uh, but also nfts we've tested a bunch of things right now 
this is Discord. We haven't launched Raya yet. So we're just testing what, what do people engage with? What do you like? NFTs, you know, shoes, apparel, uh, or experiences. Um, so in the future, what we're going to do is on the platform itself. So the Raya platform, we will be pulling data from, uh, I would say, all of the main fitness trackers. So Strava, you have Apple Fitness, you have Nike app, you have um, uh, Whoop, Fitbit, any tracker. Just integrate with as many as we can. So um, you can come onto our platform and earn basically Raya points or Raya tokens, uh, a reward program for running. And that would be completely free. Uh, meaning you don't need the NFT to actually use our platform. The idea of the NFT is going to be a premium experience that is going to be a little bit exclusive, but like I think most NFT communities are feeling this right now where, where it's not very inclusive and you're, you're either in or you're out. Uh, we'd like to create an experience where everyone is welcome to, to just engage with us and earn points. You will be able to use those points to redeem for certain things. But if you had the premium experience, you'll be able to use those points to redeem for probably more special and, and curated products for them, depending on what brands they have on their NFTs. Yeah, no, that's that's amazing because I think that's that's a problem with a lot of communities right now is like you said, it's it. You know, a lot of people can say that they're inclusive, but whenever you go to a Discord and it says that it's token gated, that you have to own this specific NFT to get in and you really want the experience, but oh shit, I don't have a thousand dollars to spend right now on an NFT. So I guess I'm out of, I guess I'm out of luck, but I think it's, it's clear that you just, you want to reward people for getting out and being active, which is, which is amazing. And, and that's so, and obviously you can walk, right? Because all you're measuring is just distance and elevation, right? So people don't have to get out and take off running if, yep. they, if they don't want to. Yeah. And we were very intentional of not adding pace to it. Uh, we could have added pace to it as like another uh, uh, metric that, that, you know, you get like bonus points if you run faster, but we didn't really want to create that competitive nature in it. Um, it calculates walking, hiking, uh, running. Uh, we actually do cycling as well, uh, just because there's so many cyclists that we're like, hey, I cycle more than I run. Is it, do you guys collect that? And so we, we did. I, I don't know if we'll like change it in the future, but right now it's just distance and just elevation. That's all. So for people just that are that are listening in, is this something that even though the NFT itself hasn't launched, are you guys doing giveaways and stuff already? Like yep. just from? Oh, okay, awesome. Yep. Yep. So if you're into getting outside and running or walking and and whatnot, we're already giving away product, um, tons of raffles and tons of giving away probably 50 pairs of shoes at this point. Um, just, just to reward people for, for, for running and getting outside. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, are you guys calling it a run, run to earn or no? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, so, so no, because that, that word, that word is very, yeah, it's not a cryptocurrency. Not, not at this stage. And I would, I would never say we would never go down that path. Uh, that is not our current path. Our current path is to, to gamify the experience uh, and, and make it very relatable to, to runners and, and not create an actual cryptocurrency. Uh, not in the current state anyways. Sure. Well, no, and I just, like I said before, I just love the fact that you don't even have to own the NFT. If you, if you run, it's one of those, re- it's one of those situations where it's like, why would you not just 
jump into a discord of people who, or jump into a, a group of people who just love, love running and have a chance to win a pair of shoes or have a chance to win <clears> some <throat> other, some other running gear. Totally. It just makes sense. And I, I hope that I, I was going to ask you this question. Like I, being in the, both of us being in the healthcare and, and fitness field, what, what I worry about a lot is the progression of technology, taking away people's desire to get outside and exercise and just to move. Mm-hmm. And we have, we spend so much more time on the screens and obviously as, as technology continues to progress, that's going to continue to get more and more likely that we spend less time outside exercising. Mm-hmm. Do you think that communities like this and technology like this can help us either t- delay that for as long as possible, or do you think it can at least encourage people to continue to, to live an active life? I mean, that's the, that's the hope <laughs> I'd say, I'd say like how, especially how like NFT communities have like organically grown in the last year. It's been very unhealthy. I've been the least healthy I've been just cause I've been so immersed um, in, in the space. Uh, and, and, you know, anyone who's been part of discord communities knows that it's, it's more bad than good in the current state. I think this is not a shot at discord. I think there's, there's some good to discord. It's a communication platform and it's, you can integrate kind of whatever you want on it, which means it's, it's actually a pretty good product itself. Um, but the communities that are formed there are, can be feel very toxic at times. And, you know, I've, I've been part of those communities. So we're not focusing heavily on discord at all. We're using it really as a way to test our product to see if people engage with it. Um, um, you know, like we, we went into this space thinking, Hey, you know, like instead of grinding for whitelist, which is what everybody did for, for a long time by, you know, having quite, you know, fake or shallow conversations, I would say just to earn kind of points and, and whatnot, you know, you, you can't fake runs and you can't fake walks, <laughs> you know, distance is distance and elevations, elevation. So, you know, we don't care if you're walking or, or, or running or, or whatever, yeah. as long as you're going outside, you can collect well, your points. from. And I, and I think that your like Raya has a good opportunity to be that gateway into this technology, uh, just because as, as you said, you don't, you can still earn rewards. You can still come and hang out with a group of people. And, and as we talked about earlier, the running community is so strong. Yep. They could get in there and they could say, Hey, this is amazing. I really don't care about NFTs. I'll let you guys up top earn, earn the premium rewards. I'm just going to hang out, get my get my shoes every once in a while, headband if I have a chance. Great. But or they could be, get kick it in there and say, "Hold on a second, I kind of want this premium product. Let's just dive a little bit deeper into what this <clears throat> NFT is about." Oh my my shoes upgrade every year. Like that's that's pretty cool. Maybe I get a chance to go do like you said an, an Adidas event. Uh, maybe I get to you know have a pass to be able to go to. Totally. I don't know what kind of running events they do, but that that to me makes sense because you're not saying you're not limiting it just to the nft crypto community and it's it could be just for any runner that even is interested at all or just able to i'm assuming you're going to have an app or something like a, you said a platform to be able to log into so as long as they can download that yep. they could get into it yeah exactly it's it's probably going to start off as a web-based uh web-based platform and then it'll transition into a uh, mobile app uh, in the future but Again, to your point, it's, it's, you know, like in the last like six months or a year, like you, you can launch NFT projects and, and really sell out collections and really not know who's on the other side, right? Because 
the the one the one kind of shared you know interest by most people that's buying that product is is kind of the the monetary or financial incentive uh, from that NFT. So you know they could be runners maybe, but they could be you know completely not active and hate running, or they could be you know they could be anybody on the other side. So it's really hard to form communities around. Um, um, the, the the kind of the singular interest or value, which is the the potential financial gain, right? Uh, because when market crashes, there's there's very it's not a surprise, I don't think, by anybody why why Discord communities don't really they're not very active right now because there's no financial gain to be had. So it's just a bunch of random people now. <laughs> but yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Well, and. Can you can you speak on just and I, I know you can only say so much, but I'm, I'm curious, what are some examples of maybe we kind of tiptoed a little bit around like possibly having some like having the NFT, you possibly could uh, have maybe like access to an event or something. Is there anything that that somebody holding the NFT would be able to uh, would have like premium product, like an example of what that might be compared to somebody who's just in there without the NFT? You mean for Raya? Yeah, for Raya specifically. Specifically. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd say immediately, like we're, we're trying to layer on like the, the perks and, and value adds so that like at the very least, like if we're going to sell and we haven't finalized the price, but the likelihood, the price point's going to be at the kind of public public sale price would be around $400 us type of thing. It's not final. So don't quote me on that, but sure. So to us, it's very simple. It's like, how do we give them $400 worth of value at the very minimum, right? Mm -hmm. Like right away, meaning, you know, is, is there some, some product that's immediate? Is there use of something immediate? Is there like, for us, it's going to be the membership offering to, to retailers. So let's say we launch in 10 different cities around the world. So, you know, Vancouver, New York, Boston, wherever, right? Really what we're after now is communities within those cities. Right, because they have the perk immediately. Somebody in Hong Kong or or, or, or uh, Europe or wherever can buy that NFT, but they're not necessarily going to have that immediate perk. Will we come to your city eventually? Probably, but what we're trying to do, and because again, this is the bear market and 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 launching NFTs without like with just promises, even though if they're like the intention is good and the promises are are real. Uh, it's just, it's just not the market for it. So if it's going to cost $400, you, you gotta, you're going to have to give them the $400 upfront. And then we're going to build all this other stuff with the funds that we get on creating obviously much more value than the $400 that, that we sold it to. But, you know, if, if, if we can't, or we don't, or, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen, like building technology is not that easy, obviously. And we're very well aware of that it'll take time and it'll take probably a lot of, lot of uh, different people to, to support us on it. So it's hard to make promises on, on things that I'm, I'm not sure if it'll happen, but at the very least you'll, you'll get your value almost immediately. Um, Cause I'm, I'm like, I don't want to be in those discords where people are like, Oh, when, when is, when is that going to happen? Or when is that going to happen? It's like, look, like yeah. you're, you're going to get your value immediately. Right. So. And then and then everything else is just icing on the cake, right? It's just extras, and then and then you can you can promote to these bigger brands and say, hey, we've got this dedicated dedicated group, and that's how you can continue to bring value to them and to your community. It makes sense. 
So yeah. what can you can you say much about what the drop's going to look like and possibly like you don't have to obviously not win but like roughly and kind of what that drop might look like? Yeah, so we're working like extremely hard right now to 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 try to get as much as of it done before we make the announcement. Um, I, I think we're going to end up minting uh, at least starting our mint around end of September. That's the goal. So it is a different mechanic altogether. Uh, we're looking at this as, you know, we're we're our primary focus is not the NFT community per se. It's the running community. If you happen to love NFTs as well, even better <laughs> than you clearly know how to buy and sell these things. But again, like the person on the other side of that NFT, I, I really want them to understand our long-term vision for for running communities and and why why you know, we, we believe in it so much, right? So we're focusing very heavily on the running community, how we're going to launch it. Uh, it's going to be called the Raya World Tour. What that means is we're going to launch from city to city. So we're going to start in Vancouver because that's obviously my city and, and our running community is right here. Um, but we'll start the, the Mint in Vancouver where we'll announce it'll be my store, right? So we'll kind of announce the membership offering and perks available at Vancouver Running Company. So if you purchase one of these NFTs, you'll have these perks at my store. Cool. So the likelihood is the people buying it will be Vancouver people, right? Two, three days later, we'll launch in another city. So um, let's say we launch in New York City, there will be an announcement of what retail partner is our partner uh, and what the perks entail from that partner. So now the New York community will come out and hopefully purchase that and support that, so on and so forth, and until hopefully we mint out the collection. The initial collection will be 5,102 um, in the total collection size. Um, and then uh, the other portion to that is we're, so traditional like whitelists, we're gonna call ours the run list is, you know, somehow you're going to kind of gain it uh, by by engaging with Discord or winning it or something on Twitter, like more traditional ways. Uh, we always want to encourage people to run. So what's going to happen is every single city will also have a run that's hosted by the retailer. So in this in this shop, uh, there will be a run from starting at the shop and ending at the shop. So anybody that participates in that run. Um, will be on what we call our run list and the run list will guarantee them the mint. It will also give them a, so we're uh, designing, Marlon's designing a uh, kind of a world tour. It's almost like a concert t-shirt uh, for each of these nice. cities. Yeah, so each of the cities will have a different color t-shirt uh, with their logo and badge on it uh, and at a run list price. So the run list price will also be discounted. So in the perfect world, like everybody's on the run list. So, you know, it means everybody went out to run, which is great. That's what we want. So then, so what happens if you get uh, a huge turnout and you get, and you, you can't quite, you, you run out of those 5,102 <laughs> spots, right? So exactly. Uh, I mean, again, that's, that's a good thing. It means people sure. believe in our products. Uh, but let's just say we launch in Vancouver and we sell out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. I not in the bear market. I, I think in uh, like the bull market probably, uh, based on everything we have. But in the bear market, I think it'll be tough. But let's just say it did happen. Uh, we're still going to be announcing partners from around the world. Uh, instead, we'll be offering 
um, the t-shirts, the t-shirts will still happen, but the t-shirts will just either be for sale. We'll raffle them into our redemption for, for running. Um, but we'll still be adding those partners and memberships, um, around the world. Yeah. So are you, are you guys planning on being like helping people mint those in like during the process? Cause I think that's something that's interesting is like, so what if you get a couple hundred people that do the run and you may have, you know, 15, 20 that know what they're doing with a, with a wallet, right. And being able to actually get it. Like, are you guys doing anything around that at all? Yep. Absolutely. So, you know, again, there's, there's two, there's two main barriers for everyone, right? One is going to be the, the payment, um, cause typically it's done in cryptocurrency. So that one's the easy one because there's a lot of integrations you can use that allow you to use credit cards, right? So that one for sure will be integrating credit cards. The other one is harder. It's the, the claiming of your NFT. You still need a wallet. So this is Ethereum based. So you will have to download MetaMask and, uh, you know, give us your wallet address or claim it or connect your wallet to our site or whatever. That side is a huge barrier. So. I've seen some NFT projects uh, hold them in custody until they're ready to claim it, number one. Um, uh, and I, I think that's the easiest way. Or number two, it's it's a lot of it is going to be education on the uh, for us to do. Um, the, what's going to happen in Vancouver, uh, which I didn't talk about, uh, and we can't, unfortunately, I don't think we'll be able to replicate this in every city in the world. In Vancouver, we'll have a pop-up experience. So... Uh, in our, it's either going to be in our run shop or somewhere else. Um, we will have a riot pop-up shop basically where my team will be there and, uh, we'll have a minting experience. So people, runners can come in and, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking about doing this whole vending machine thing where you, where you have like a QR code and basically we're just going to take you through the process. Hold yeah, your well, hand. That's, yeah, exactly. Hold hold their hand through it. I think that's, as if, like, like you said, if you're building it almost like people it's going to be similar to a running membership that people pay for already that would make them more, you know, uh, more entitled to go do that. And if you guys can help them walk through, make sure it's safe and make sure that they're doing what system are you using with being able to use your credit card to buy? Uh, we're looking into MoonPay as the, as the kind of most obvious, I think they're the biggest ones right now, but mm -hmm. our tech team is, is looking into a couple of the ones as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, listen, man, I know you have, you got some things you got to go do. Is there, is there any other, any other points that we did touch on that you want to, you want to close out with about Raya or about anything else that you're working on or excited about? Yeah. I mean, not really. I, I again, we're, we're, you know, I, the, the company that I, that's behind Raya is actually called Odd Future. It's uh, my consultancy company. So me and my partner also consult brands on on how to launch projects as well as just create web3 strategies that's why we talk to a lot of them about these loyalty programs and you know giving away free nfts to start as, as a tester uh, so we're naturally very excited about that because uh, it gives us a lot of insight into what brands are doing and and how they're thinking about uh, nfts uh, but all my focus right now is on raya raya's you know we're planning for the launch uh, the, the start of our kind of world tour will, will likely be, we're, we were supposed to push for mid-September, but again, end of September, uh, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, the artwork, we're still adding like this two, two to three more brands that we haven't uh, announced yet that we still have to finalize artwork with them. The smart contracts actually are ready because we've done smart contracts before. 
Um, the artwork's also fully animated as well. We, we took it, uh, we worked together with an animation studio in Vancouver to animate our artwork. So again, I, I think people will love it. The art is, is fantastic. The brand. I've seen the art. It great. is. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it really is. And, you know, I was going to say that no better person to be behind it than somebody who's literally out talking to the brands about getting into the Web3 space. Like that's your, the conversations that you're having at Odd Future. So yes. it just, it makes sense. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Appreciate it. But that's that's it. I'm, I'm stoked for where it. Can, where can people find where can people find Raya? Where can people find you? Uh, so Raya is at Run As You Are uh, on Twitter. Um, you'll find the Discord link there as well. The website you mentioned it, but it's runasyouare.io. Uh, myself, um, I am at Kind Warrior on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Oh, sorry. Instagram is actually my real name. I'm fully doxxed. <laughs> so my real name is Nick, Nick Lowe. So add Nick Lowe underscore as well. So you can find me. Beautiful. There. Well, listen, man, I'm, I'm going to be a supporter. I live in Arkansas. So I know there's 0% chance that I'm getting any perks, <laughs> but that's all right. I know there's going to be bigger perks down the road. And uh, I, have, I like I said, I, I, I'm excited about it. And I appreciate you taking the time out to be able to get on here and have a chat. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Of course. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Take yeah, care. Take care. Peace.